The J Train Podcast is brought to you by MyBookie. Listen, people, it's the time of year where you want to have something on the game. It is college basketball, buzzer beater shots. It is the time of year where you're like, I don't know these schools, but I want to cheer for one of these schools. March is here, and that could only mean one thing, the craziest college basketball tournament around that's also trademarked. It's madness takes place in March. You get it. I What the copy is trying to tell you is they're not allowed to say that there's madness going on in the month of March. But listen, there's a lot of basketball games that you want to have fun with and you're looking to take a part of your day and you want to put have a little skin in the game. I get it. Well, that big-ass tournament is finally here and my bookie is the way to get in on the action. Score big on the nonstop action with my bookies bracket contest. Your chance to win $10,000 in cash prizes. That's the beauty of this time of year is there are teams you know nothing about that you've never even heard of in towns you don't care about, but you get to like have fun cheering for them. Only a dollar to enter. Wow. You can win $10,000 in cash prizes, only a dollar to enter. That's fun. Don't you want to cheer for something? Get a little skin in the game? How? Select winners from 63 tournament games. It doesn't matter whether you're filling out multiple brackets, betting the national championship winner, or simply looking for player and game props, MyBookie has you covered. Sign up today at MyBookie.ag and use promo code JTRAIN, JTRAIN, JTRAIN to secure a deposit bonus up to $1,000. That's promo code JTRAIN to claim your first deposit bonus. College, ball, NBA, NHL, no matter the sport, no matter the minute, from tip-off to buzzer, my bookie puts the action in your hands with in-game live betting. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. train podcast that's right every monday and thursday with your emails your stories your questions feel it in your toes feel it in your hips that's right j train podcast every monday and thursday we read your emails. We give advice. We don't know shit. That's why you should tell a friend, a brother, a sister, a mama, a papa, anyone with ears. Tell them. Make it your Instagram story. Make it your Instagram story. Tell a friend, tag a bitch. Tag a bitch, tell a friend. 
That's right, we're here in the Feather Nation virtual studios, a capacity audience. I got Shelby on the ones and twos. Shelby, welcome back. How are you? Unbelievable. Right? What a what a, what an uplifting song to get us started today. You're not you're familiar with Dua Lipa. I'm familiar. She's beautiful. I saw her on right now. I mean, my God, she was on the Grammys and I was like, who is that? You know, when you ask, like I am you know how I thought I knew I thought she was beautiful. My first reaction to her was how tall is she? I don't know. Maybe that's like old man in me. Like that's a very old man. How tall is she? Like it's just a weird. How tall do you think Dua Lipa is? I thought she was so beautiful. I thought she was eight foot three. Like I legitimately I'm, thought that. I mean, I've famously said the the best height is six feet and above. So really, correct. So you are. Is that your preference? Is six feet and above? Closer to God, you you get hotter. <laughs> yeah, higher the hair, closer to God. That's what they say in Texas, right? Mm-hmm. What I I just saw Dua Lipa and I was like, I. Dua Lipa's close to your height, 5'8". Five, five, That's pretty close. That's a tall woman. I'm a 5'7 king, so, I mean, hey, yeah. Dua Lipa, call me. Shelby, the 5'7 king. Go follow at Classic Shelb. I'm, I'm very excited. So, listen, we got a lot going on. I'm doing live shows. If you're out there, I'm coming to Long Island. I'm coming to... I'm doing stand-up again. We're slowly moving back into shape as a country. So come on out. Get those tickies. JaredFreed.com. JaredFreed.com. Where else am I going? I'm going to... I used to be... Jared... Where am I going? You're going somewhere. I, well, listen. I'm guessing. It I'm assuming Florida somewhere. I, I'm done. I'm doing Fort Lauderdale. That's sold out, so you're late, everybody. Um, and then I'm doing... Uh, Long Island. Oh, Charleston. Charleston, South Carolina. Charleston, South Carolina. Long Island. Um, those are all coming up. The Charleston one I need some help on. The 30th and 31st of March. But also, if you're in, uh, if you're not in either of these places, the, sp- the special is out. The special is out on YouTube. The comments have been amazing. It is socially distanced, of course. It's all material about 2020, which, listen, I'll pat myself on the back. No one else has done that. 35 minutes. Nope. Nobody, right? I I think I'm the only one out there with 35 minutes of material about 2020, the social stresses that we all went through. It is highly relatable. You know, put up the scale. On the relatability scale, it's about a 30 out of 20. Okay? So get involved. Socially distance, of course. Get subscribed to the YouTube. Hit a like. Make a comment. And I'm very excited. Today's guest, new to the show. Hit that button, Shelby. It's the moment you've all been waiting for. A new guest. They're the host of the podcast called Chatting with Candace. It is every Wednesday. You can find it at chattingwithcandace.com. Candace Horback, thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. It is a pleasure. Candace, I, I'm, I'm recently, I'm new to your work. I want you mm-hmm. to tell people... Hi, because you also have you have aliases, which is one of those things that you're like, OK, I even said to you, I was like, what do we call you? What do, what do I say to people? Because you're on Instagram and your Instagram is Lovia Longtime, and you're known as Ava Lovia there. So what is what is Candace? 
Yeah, this is a mystery. <laughs> we have to figure out this mystery. People what is ask it? that. People ask that all the time. They're like, what do I call you? And I, for me, it's like obvious you go by Candace because that's the real person and Eva is mm. this fictitious person. But for some reason, when it comes to the adult entertainment space, there's not that okay. divide. Um, so yeah, for all the listeners, I was um, in the porn industry for a pretty long time. Um, I've been out of the mainstream side now for about four years and trying to focus on some other stuff. Um, so so Eva Lovia was the the porn star name. Is that yeah. is that the proper way to put it? Yeah, porn star name, stage name, alter ego, all of those kind of apply. You know, I had no idea that you were in the adult film industry um, until literally just this moment. And I have a, <laughs> and, and which is great because I have a question for you. And this is a question that comes up a lot on this podcast because I think we're hitting a time where people are talking more about paying for their, their porn and, mm-hmm. and, and how important that's been. As someone who's been in the industry a long time, how do you feel about that and how hard that is to to get people towards? Because because the conversation comes up now because a lot of women are coming more to that side of things. Have you noticed that or am I way off base? No, I think you've kind of hit the nail on the head. So I think especially with the pandemic that hit a lot of women very hard specifically, Mm -hmm. right? Like teachers, nurses, waitresses, all of these things. So a lot of people started exploring platforms like OnlyFans. Um, And some people are having a great time. Like they're finding their sexuality in a very positive way. And then some people are also learning the consequences of people you know, in my career path and what we've had to deal with, because it does, mm-hmm. there is a social fallout that that follows that decision. Um, I actually wrote a piece a while back and it was called like ethical porn. And yeah. I think paying for porn is the only way that you can kind of guarantee the efficacy behind it. So, mm. you know, there was that scandal that ha- recently happened with Pornhub where they had to get rid of, a, I want to say like 8 million videos within 48 hours because they weren't verified. So now when you go to that website, everything is uploaded by um, a verified uh, uh, performer. So you know that they're consenting and they're they're of age, which, which was a problem. So when you do pay for porn and you're bu- like buying it directly from the performer, or you're going to a reputable reputable website, then you know everyone is consenting, everyone's of age, um, the performers had a relatively or a genuinely good time, and that there's no uh, questionable acts, if you will. So when you're getting things off of tube sites and they're not verified, you don't really know how that film was made. That's very interesting. And I think like a, a it, it because I... I would say that anyone listening that would agree with exactly what you're saying. And then you get into the like the like we live in a world where it's very easy to say the right thing online. Right. It's very easy to say we should pay for porn. And then the email that I get on this podcast a lot, and I'm only asking this because now knowing your background is I want to pay. I, I believe we should pay for porn. My but now I found out my boyfriend has signed up for an OnlyFans account, and I feel weird about that. Mm-hmm. How do you suggest people kind of look at it? Like, like what would be the perspective? Because because it's a lot of women that write and they go. And now I found out he's signed up for this OnlyFans, and then he follows her on Instagram. She has. 1100 followers and it's not like you you have 2.4 million followers i could understand how someone could say this is a fantasy for my boyfriend but for the woman with a is he 
is he just, you know, they feel discomfort with that, where that that now sounds icky because now they're against paying for... Because well, they're more attainable when they have a smaller following. Or it, it, the, there's so that they, illusion, right? Illusion, yeah. Yeah, so... That's a tricky one. So first, I got really excited when you said you had a lot of female followers because yeah. that's that's very different for me. My demographics are very different. But one of my favorite relationship coaches is Esther Perel. And mm. she touches on porn specifically when it comes to relationships. And for some reason, she says that it's only an issue in the straight community. It's a non-issue in the gay community. So when it comes to gay men or lesbian women, there really isn't that conversation of is porn cheating or is porn okay in, in a monogamous relationship? That's strictly a hetero problem. So there's something else there to kind of like unpack. And yeah. I would challenge the women who are feeling a little bit icky or a little bit insecure or maybe jealous or fearful, whatever that is, to go a little bit deeper because there's something else there. So what's the concern? Like, are you scared that he's going to leave you if that's the thing? Well, has he demonstrated things in the past that are suggestive that he is going to leave you, right? Is he, um, does he not I don't know, give you the praise that you need, the attention that you need, um, the love that you need, because we all have different love languages. So is there evidence of that? If the answer is no, then maybe that fear is unwarranted and you should kind of meditate on that, unpack that by yourself and maybe have a stronger relationship with it because porn can be really fun for a couple. It can kind of spice things up, especially if you're in a long-term monogamous relationship, right? So it adds a layer of complexity. I think it's a, I think it's a great um, way to look at it. I think like that can help people through it, and also like maybe you can enjoy, you know. I mean, is it wrong to say like maybe you could enjoy the account together? Like oh, maybe 100%. this is right. Like I, I'm I'm searching through because like I I'm asking you because this is somewhat your business, so mm-hmm. or it has been in the past, and I think when it's your business, you can say to pe- you can make people feel more comfortable, like. Hey, this is the other side of of the screen that you're talking to, and yeah. you know, you know what I mean. I actually have a lot of couples that subscribe to my pages, which I think is awesome because they'll share how you know maybe they were in a bit of a rut and that they used my content specifically to get out of it, and they learned more about each other's fantasies and learned and they connected on a more intimate level. And sometimes mm. you kind of need a conduit for that because when you talk about sex, it can be weird, even if you've been with the person for five years when you start talking about maybe ways that they're not um, meeting your sexual expectations, you don't want to hurt anyone's feelings and you don't want, you know, there to be like that awkwardness. So if you do use some kind of bridge to bring you together, I think it makes it a little bit easier to have those conversations. Yeah. Um, I also have like it's a all, lot of, it, oh, go oh, ahead. Sorry to interrupt, but th- th- sorry to interrupt, but it's on that, on that note, it's also like, you you can go to fantasy land together mm-hmm. and then the conversation isn't you know it's a more positive place instead of like you know you're sitting there having coffee and you're like I'd like you to you know you know blow me every now and again I'd like you to go down on me that type of thing you know mm-hmm. yeah and I think it makes it uh, less scary for the women because we don't have a lot of experience with porn right like we're mm. not super visual creatures so porn for women is a relatively new thing um and then men have kind of kept porn in the secrecy of their own time because they're they're scared of how their partner is going to react and rightfully so a lot of the time so if you can kind of 
explore that together, you can show your partner that it's not this scary thing. It can be sexy. It can be um, entertaining and it can be used as a couple. Like it's not something that's necessarily going to break up a relationship or divide a relationship. And maybe you're a brunette and he's watching like these really big busty blondes and you're like, maybe he doesn't think I'm attractive. That's not it, right? Mm. We can be attracted to all sorts of things and that doesn't take away your value. So I think it's, that's a really, um, that's a really important and I guess, easy way for women to start to understand a little bit more about the content for sure i i I think it's an interesting conversation i actually have an email pulled up that um is is on like i just searched only fans you know on this just to see if we could get into the topic and i have an email it's a little long we could do another one but i want to talk about your podcast it's called chatting with candace explain give people like the minute trailer for it So I would say the mission statement of the podcast is just to kind of inspire curiosity and to highlight the fact that we have these ideologies or belief systems that we know to be true and that tends to only be half of the story. So I aim to humanize people, find people that maybe are getting deplatformed or people that aren't necessarily um, holding popular opinions and humanize them. So I've had past performers on that I really like the way that they use their platform. It's not only just to push you know, explicit content, they're using it for something more important, or um, I'll have political voices or cultural voices, just things that I think are really important to highlight um, mm. and just get us to start asking some questions. Listen, I, I, I would assume if you're being in the adult film industry, you can feel like you're not included in a lot of conversations. So that's mm-hmm. that, that must inspire those types of things for you, I would assume. Yeah, because it's very easy to write someone like me off, and I totally understand it. I mean, there was a point where I would get very defensive of it or not see the other side, and I get it. It's scary. We've been told that it's morally wrong, it's ethically wrong, and you know, there some of those arguments do have some validity behind them. But I'm just here to say that not everyone in that industry is stupid or unworthy or or unlovable or has um, a corrupt moral compass. Like it's very complex. So just to show we're all people. Absolutely. And I love mm-hmm. that. I think everyone should go listen. Chatting with Candace. Go to chattingwithcandace.com. It's every Wednesday. Get involved. If uh, You can also find Candace on Instagram at LaVia Longtime. Go, go, go. At LaVia Longtime. Go, 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 go follow. Are you ready to do some emails? I think you're going to be quite an asset to this podcast. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So let's do, I, I like this one just to start us off. Dating a bridesmaid from my wedding. Are you married? Are you seeing anybody? I'm married. You're married. Mm -hmm. Were you married while in the industry? Was that difficult? Um, I was with the same guy the entire industry. So our relationship went through all of the changes. So we were dating, engaged, got married, had a baby, all of those things. Um, It wasn't easy, but honestly, we've learned so much about each other through the process. So I wouldn't, you know, change it for anything. And I would assume the amount of communication for Mm -hmm. that is like, you got to talk like you can't avoid the subjects. Right. Yeah, we're expert communicators with each other, (laughs) for sure. Okay, so J-Train, I'm a 30-year-old guy finalizing a divorce that I didn't want and has been hard hard on me. Thank you for being a go-to source of wisdom as I work on getting in the headspace to start dating. I live in a community where there are... It's, we, we are getting sad oh. right away. The audience here at Feather Nation Studios just, just, uh, just, just tears down people's cheeks. I live in a community where there are, <laughs> there are very few single women. I have a kid, so cannot relocate. I mean, play the sad music. This guy's got a lot <laughs> going on. 
Um, one of those girls, those single local women was in our circle of friends when I was dating my ex and they became tight. She was a bridesmaid at our wedding. Since then, they've drifted apart. Neither of us has spoken to her in a couple years. My ex told me months ago that she was not going to bother telling this friend about the divorce. Is it wrong if after a divorce, the first woman I approach after uh, for a date was a bridesmaid at my wedding? Should I approach her as just a friend to catch up and try to sense how we all feel? Thank you. What do you think, Candace? Oof, that's a tough one. Um I would ask him to try to figure out if he's going there strictly because it's easy and comfortable because he kind yeah. of already knows her and she, like he said, is the only available woman, not necessarily because she's the right fit for him because that is going to be a little bit drama filled if they do pursue it. So if you, he's pursuing it out of something real, then I think, you know, follow your heart. But if it's only because it's the only option, then I would say maybe look elsewhere it feels that way doesn't it his mm-hmm. email is very negative and mm-hmm. i don't and, and I, listen it should be it, it, these are tough times for him it sounds like it's mm-hmm. okay that's okay to be negative but let's admit i think like when you're going to date when you leave a relationship you have to look in yourself in the mirror to like okay where am i where where am i and he he says i i finally has a divorce that i didn't want it's been mm-hmm. hard on me. Okay, those are two very big admissions. Right. I'm, fe- I'm feeling turned down and it's been hard on me. Now you say there's very few single women. You know, I live in a community where very few single women. I have a kid so I can't relocate. So you're like, like even that sentence, I got, there's no women. I got this kid that's attached to my hip. Like, and I'm sure he doesn't feel that way, but it does sound that way. Mm-hmm. What you're saying is correct. If you're like, ah, who's single? You know, there was that woman that was in my wedding party. It's like, okay, you got here on a very short bridge. Let's find, let's give this whole single thing a shot. If this person comes into your life naturally or you find your way to each other, I I don't think, he says, I think it's all in how he asked the question. He says, is it wrong after a divorce? The first woman I approached for a date was a bridesmaid at my wedding. I'm never going to tell. Well, I'm never going to tell him it's wrong. I would say it doesn't feel like it's the right person. Mm -hmm. You know, this feels like you're doing it out of, well, I I wrote a list of the 10 single people I know and she's top of the, she was the hottest, you know, like it doesn't, (laughs) it's not like if his email was, you know, this this woman came back into my life. She's been amazing. I, I really care about her. We've been friends for a little bit. Like, that would be kind of a different thing than off totally. the top of your head, right? 100%. And, and then it's like, you know, and then it becomes this thing of like your ex goes, was he thinking of her all the time? Like, you're opening up a can of worms that you're doing out of laziness and not out of love. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So kind of explore your why on that one. Yeah. And I feel like in the in this day and age saying there's no single woman in your town is is kind of wrong, right? Like there's you have the internet, there's all of these apps. Like are you going to yoga classes? Are you going to the park? Like are you going to places where you can kind of meet people? It's it's an easy excuse. It's something nobody can disagree with because this guy is recently divorced. So he's probably hanging out with a lot of married people. These probably, they're probably saying you should get back out there. And he's like, no, no one's single. You don't understand. Well, 
you're talking to a couple people that know that that's bullshit. Like I would, if I'm this guy, let's take a few months to hang with my friends and family. Let's readjust our relationships. Let's figure out what we're looking for. Maybe your friends and fa- all your friends and family know 200 people. That's mm-hmm. just that's just the truth. If they're having fun with you, they will find people to have fun with you more so that you come in as like with a couple. Mm-hmm. You're too tight. Tra- Need to loosen up. You got to loosen up. Train podcast at gmail.com. Train podcast at gmail.com. Here with Candace Horaback at Lovia Longtime, chattingwithcandace.com. That's where you find the podcast every Wednesday. Sugar Baby Tryouts. Ooh. Okay. J Train, all the love. Your YouTube special was amazing. Thank you. I had a spontaneous coffee walk date in the city with a man who super liked me on Tinder. You familiar with the super like? No. So the super like is, Shelby, do you know what this is? Uh... I believe from back when I was on Tinder, it's like if somebody likes you, you can do a super like and it'll send the like directly to them instead of you matching with them by chance. Yeah, I, I'm reading this at help.tinder.com. What is super like? Want to tell, want to let a potential match know that they stand out when like is not enough? Tap the blue star icon to send a super like. Your profile. And, uh, and from what I remember, you only get like, you can't just do this to everybody. You get like yeah. a certain amount, like a one, maybe two. Your profile will appear in their card stack with a bright blue border and star. Man, that's really like, you're waving at them like, hey, it's me. Yeah. And highlighting that you super like them. If they like you back, it's an immediate match. Okay. So this person, the super like worked out for them and they went on. uh, He was considerably older than what his profile said. So he's already lying. Makes sense that he's on Tinder then. The the, Tinder kind of feels like it's 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 2014. It's a few years down the line for the app. Yeah. He was considerably older than what his profile said and wasn't using his real name. These are bad red flags. Mm-hmm. He turned out to be very well-to-do businessman, and I can understand the privacy issue. And yes, I Googled him after, he, after, and he's legit. How do you feel about this right away, Candace? when you hear that? Lying to me is like a big no-no. So even when it's something small, if you lie about something small and justify it, you're going to lie about the big things and justify it. I mean, this is his name, so that's not exactly small either, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can understand the privacy thing. Like maybe if he doesn't want his coworkers finding him, but the age is kind of that doesn't right. That there's no connect there. So why lie about that? The only reason I can see about the age is like I would say like why not be on Raya where it offers more protection. But if you're you know sixty years old, you're like getting on Raya. Like it's like who do you ask for even an invite at that point? He does, like he's, he's never heard about that. Yeah, he doesn't even know. He's like going to the first place, but then it's like the. Okay, why are you sneaking off to Tinderland as, as far as like with all the other options that are out there? So she writes, we had an interesting conversations but have nothing in common in terms of lifestyle, stages of life, etc. The whole time I was waiting for him to say a cordial, nice meeting you, but I should get going. But he kept suggesting moving the date to a new location, coffee, shopping, lunch. We parted ways eventually and he said I should text him next time I was in the city. For reference, I'm 33. He was probably 50. Well, I do think highly of myself. This guy is legitimately out of my league. I am completely confused by the situation. Is this some Christian Grey shit? 
Was it sugar baby tryout? And more importantly, should I meet up with him again? I do have a thing for older men, and he was super hot. Appreciate the advice, Feather Feather. So what do you think, Candace? Well, I actually have a lot of girlfriends that are in their 30s, and they are either engaged or dating men in their 50s. Yeah. Um, even you obviously are very different life stages right at that point when you're in your 30s you're you know maybe talking about having kids when you're 50s like that's already been said and done so if she's looking for something long term and she's looking for marriage and she wants kids like maybe she needs to have that conversation but she already said that there wasn't really that connection so if yeah. she's just looking for someone to take her shopping, I'm not going to judge that, but just know what you're going in for. And I think that he needs to know what she's going in for. So there needs to be that honest communication as to what the arrangement is. Um, yeah. But it doesn't sound like she's into him. Well, that's the thing. It's like at no point did she say, I had a great time with this guy. Like, and, and it is something that women constantly get caught up on. Like, if she's 33, she's, you know, listen, I'm, I'm making an assumption, but at 33, if you're saying we have nothing in common in terms of lifestyle, it's stages of life, etc., mm-hmm. like you're basically saying I'm looking for a situation too. like she's looking for a situation as much as he is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, her assumption on him is that he's older and she's young. So he must be looking for a situation that fits his older lifestyle. But she never once admits to, well, I'm looking for marriage. I'm looking for babies. I'm looking to start my life. This is a different course of life for her mm-hmm. that, you know, like if she's interested in that different course of life, if she had a good, you can have a good enough time to change your course of life. Yeah, totally. You know, and it doesn't sound like she had the good enough time to be like, I got to go out with this guy again. I'll give up maybe mm-hmm. a baby maybe getting married, maybe I'm going to be the, you know, the girlfriend that he calls his wife and we never actually get married. Like that's like a like a 50-year-old dude thing that kind of happens, you know? Yeah, I think when you start entertaining the relationships with older men, especially, you know, 20 plus year difference, like you have you have to know what you want out of life because mm-hmm. if you if that turns serious or if that commitment turns long-term even if it's just an arrangement because biology is still a real thing and you know science hasn't changed a lot of mm-hmm. things that biological biological clock does tick right and if you're in your yeah. 30s it's already you've already peaked so you kind of have to know what you want and what you're willing to give up and have those straightforward conversations a lot faster than if you're dating your age or younger yeah and when you say like I'm he's out of my league but like this could be fun like you know again like this is the sad reality of life where it's like this could be fun turns into like two <laughs> years of this could be fun. But then you're like, oh, my God, I completely forgot I wanted those other things. And I right. really did want them. Like even me at 36, like I'm sitting here at 36. Uh, I'm not married yet. I'm living with my girlfriend. But like she'll often say to me, she'll be like, do you want to be an old dad? <laughs> and I'm like, I and I'm like, is that a threat? You know, like and but it's like. Yeah, I'm like, um, uh, do I, you know, and then you start doing the math on your fingers. You're like, 10 plus 10 is two is I'll be 50 when they're 12, you know, and like you, you kind of look at your friends and you go, oh, they have a baby that's this age and they're going to be moving on to separate like life stages as me. And you're like, oh, did I forget to like concentrate on this? You do have that moment where you think of that. And it's like for you where you're like, the way she's thinking about it, it's like, 
it doesn't sound like you're thinking about it in the way of like, I really liked him. I'm giving up something. You can't have it all. That's the no. reality. Mm-mm. You cannot. The J Train Podcast is brought to you by Figs. Figs celebrates the 100% awesome healthcare professionals by making scrubs they actually feel exciting about wearing. Forget boxy, itchy cotton scrubs. Figs are engineered with athletic apparel functionality and are also ridiculously soft and comfortable. Win, win, win. Figs mission, making sure healthcare professionals have awesome scrubs so that they can look their best, feel their best, and perform at their best. Join Figs in celebrating awesome healthcare work professionals and give them the best scrubs in the world. I'll say this. Figs is one of the most responded to sponsors we have. I get messages every single time that we do a Fig sponsorship from healthcare professionals that are like, oh my God, thank you so much. I've been looking for a discount. I've been looking for a way to save money because they love them. And so that that should tell anyone out there with a healthcare professional in their life that they're going to love this as a gift. Figs has finally brought scrubs into the 21st century with a focus on design, function, and comfort. Fix has a special proprietary Fion X fabric that features Silverder, an antimicrobial four-way stretch technology. They're also moisture-wicking, anti-wrinkle, and are ridiculously soft. I mean, you have to understand, if you go to the gym wearing leggings, wearing something that is athletic, they have an athletic profession, so they need athletic wear to do their profession. If you have a healthcare professional in your life, you need to get involved with FIGS. So if you're one of the awesome humans who work in healthcare, FIGS wants you to wear the scrubs you deserve and enjoy 15, 15, 15% off your first order with code JTRAIN15, JTRAIN15 at checkout. And if you're not working on the front lines, thank someone who is. Great gift. Great gift with the best scrubs in the world because Figs will give you 15% off too. Head to wearfigs.com. That's W-E-A-R-F-I-G-S dot com. Enter code JTRAIN15. That's wearfigs.com. Enter code JTRAIN15 to check out Love Your Scrubs. The J Train Podcast is brought to you by FabFitFun. The spring box is on sale now. Listen, people, I love FabFitFun. And right now, after a winter that involved a pandemic and being inside your house more than you ever thought you would be, what an amazing gift. What an amazing gift to yourself. What an amazing thing to surprise yourself or surprise someone you love. And now the spring box is here. It's new beginnings, new awakenings. We're out of the pandemic. We're coming towards the end. I can feel it already. This spring, glow up with FabFitFun. They have milk makeup watermelon brightening face mask and mini watermelon brightening face serum. I'm going to say a lot of these things, and they're going to sound ridiculous. Short stories, LED indoor planner with organic basil seeds, uh, and splendid faux fur slippers. 
Whatever they have is new, inventive, fun. FabFitFun is passionate about showcasing amazing women. There are 20 female-founded brands in the spring boxes season. You can choose from a wide variety of products when you order, like the Bloomingville Woven Seagrass Coasters or the Pink Sky Cactus Cup to add some style to your cocktail. Let me just say this. I love FabFitFun. I love what they're doing for people because what they're doing is they're saying, you don't have to make the decision. We make enough decisions because when you walk through the store, you go, I don't need that. I'm, I, I have enough. I, I don't deserve it. FabFitFun makes it so you can deserve it. And I'm going to tell you right now, you do. You do. You need something new. You need something fresh. Let FabFitFun surprise you with a fun box. What a moment to open that up and just feel the exuberance of new things. Order your spring box today. Sign up now so you can snag amazing products like the Short Stories LED Indoor Plants or MAC Lipstick Duo when you customize. So the ability to customize is a huge deal. Use coupon code JTRAIN, 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 JTRAIN for $10 off your first box at www.fabfitfun.com. Once again, that's www.fabfitfun.com, coupon code JTRAIN, for $10 off your first box. JTRAINPODCAST at gmail.com, JTRAINPODCAST at gmail.com. Here with Candace Horback. Go, go, go. At Lovia Longtime. Chatting with Candace. That's the podcast. Okay. Here, I like the title of this. So fucking selfish, please help. This person sounds happy. Okay. <laughs> Hey Jared, feather feather. I'm writing in because I'm at a literal. I'm a, I am literally at a loss. I've been listening to the J Train and Ua Pod for quite some time now. I have been applying your healthy advice of leaving what's not right for me alone and not taking rejection personally when it comes to uh, men I go on dates with, which has been revolutionary, by the way. Unfortunately, I have still maintained a minor unhealthy habit of hooking up with this guy I met on Hinge casually for more than two years. Okay, well, it's it's funny to be like, I love your advice. I'm giving up the people in my life that aren't doing it for me, but I got this two-year guy on the side. I know I don't have feelings for him, and it's mutual. However, I'm addicted to knowing I can have him whenever I want. The problem is I actually can't. The last couple times I have texted him late night, I have been rejected. The only harm that has technically been done is to my ego. But how do I let this go once and for all? I know it's selfish and we'd be both better uh, we'd both be better off without each other in our lives, but it's killing my ego knowing he doesn't care about me whatsoever. Please help sincerely. What about me? What do you think? Oof. Yeah, that's not healthy. Um, I think anytime that you can identify that your ego is in the driver's seat is a really crucial point to break that habit. So I think everyone defines ego a little bit differently, but you have to kind of look at it as this little monster that's inside of you that's constantly trying to sabotage you. Like there's nothing that your ego is going to tell you to do or tell you is right that is beneficial for your best life or the, you know, the highest version of yourself. So if you're like, well, my ego is saying that I can't let this go or my ego is saying that um, he's being a dick by ignoring me. First of all, I applaud that guy for finally cutting it off. Someone had to do it. 
Sure. Um, but yeah, I think that's like a that's a pivotal point that you need to be paying attention to and kind of redirect course. So I think that she's self aware in the sense that she can call it out and say it's not her, it's her ego, but she needs she needs to just drop it and find something more. She needs to take more control. And mm-hmm. I think like right now she's like, you know, when you write, the problem is I, I, I actually, the problem is I actually can't. Well, you can, you can. Mm-hmm. You, and, and, you know, let's first start with, it's two years of hooking up where you know you both don't want, don't want this to happen, but you're like, well, I, he's turned me down the last two times. Now it's like this game that you're playing with yourself and you can only lose. Like, mm-hmm. here's the reality. You can text this guy right now. Hey, I have had fun with you the last two years. This relationship, whatever it is, isn't giving me what I need. I need to end it. And if you reach out to me, you're bringing down my mental health. So please be aware that texting me isn't helping me. I want you to know it's been great but it's over for me. Like you need to end it. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Like these, the, the problem with casual relationships is we kind of let them casually just like dig at us. And we never take like an, you have to be assertive to make, to kind of break the habit. Right. Yeah. Cause you just fall into it and it's so easy, right? There's yeah. no effort that's needed, especially after two years. It's just, totally. it's just there and available. And it lets this person know like, hey, there are higher stakes when you turn me down. Like to him, he goes, yeah, we hook up sometimes. Ah, I'm tired tonight. And it's no biggie because that's the kind of like the the unspoken contract that you guys have together. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't even realize turning you down is a thing. And you're going, oh, he, I guess he's trying to win me back or I guess he's trying to prove something. It's like, no, he just sees you as a fun reliable trustworthy person that he likes spending a night with and that's okay Mm -hmm. you know like i I think anyone who's been in this situation where you're the person who goes "Ah, i'm tired feels it from the other side like it feels from the other side like the person be like what you're not coming over you're like yeah this is what we do yeah i think you that's the problem when you have something casual with one person that goes on for that long it's kind Mm. of hypocritical right because you almost have a relationship with this person but you have like you have a non-committed committed relationship with them sure yeah so i think you know casual hookups like they're supposed to be short term by by nature and when they drag on for that long i think you're both limiting your growth in that when you're perspective i'm sorry to interrupt but when you were in the industry would you have people that like would get carried away or is it very professional It's really, really professional. There were very, I can count on one hand the times where maybe someone was inappropriate or, you know, tried to make it more than just a scene. Um, But for the most part, everyone knows like you're there for, it's, we're filming a, you know, piece of entertainment. Of course. Mm -hmm. I, I just like, I guess when you can, I guess when the lights are on and you're literally in a room with a producer and like, a crew Uh you know it's hard it's hard to be like is she into me it's like no no no. she's here for work too i'm here for work yeah it's happened don't get me wrong it's happened but it's very rare let's do another one because on the on the subject of inappropriate this is called inappropriate friend behavior okay so j train and a seam guest i have a sticky one for you 
Disclaimer, I have also brought this up to my therapist. Okay, get ready, people. So Friday night, it turned into a full blizzard where I live, and I was hanging out with my roommate and friends. I got way too drunk, blacked out, and the best of my memory, my roommate carried me to my bed. Turns out that was not the case, and the guy who was staying with us and is a friend of my roommate carried me down the stairs, then decided he could sleep in my bed and tried to make a move on me so far as to try and feel me up when I was extremely blacked out and only knew that come morning. Hey. In the morning, I could tell someone was trying to cuddle me, and I snapped awake, slapped the shit out of him, and sent him out. He came back later apologizing, but I could not accept his apology because I felt very violated and disrespected because there is no way in hell I would ever be okay with that. I have been in a committed relationship for a year now, and I love my long-distance boyfriend clearly, and it's hard for me to find the right way to tell him that I was basically taken advantage of. The advice I'd like to hear is more about how to think about this mentally and also thinking about it while being in a relationship. I'm more than okay with making sure the other guy doesn't even walk into this house. I'm just so uncomfortable with what happened, and I don't know how to explain it to my boyfriend sincerely. Girl who should never get drunk again around people. So that's not her fault. Let's start. Her sign-off is, you know, I disagree with her, but I understand where it comes from. Candace, what do you think? Well, yeah. So I've had a similar situation happen back in college. Um, Mm. I think a lot of women have, unfortunately. So... For me, I think it's really important not to identify yourself with that situation. And so often it happens when you have a traumatic experience, like you now Mm. become that awful moment. Um, I think forgiveness is a huge factor when it comes to traumas or when it comes to wrongdoings because when these things happen it's it's like an emotional burden that like attaches to your your spirit in a way and Mm. unless you let it go it's gonna you know it's gonna affect you for the rest of your life it's gonna affect every relationship moving forward and it's gonna sound crazy to forgive people that do something that's so violating um but it's so important so when it comes to these like forgivenesses things that tend to help who are so you sit with it and you you want to feel the pain enough to where you're in that moment Mm. um and then you want to focus on and it's going to sound crazy and again i promise this stuff works you want to focus on the gift or the lesson so what's the gift or the lesson that you that you learned from this traumatic experience then you want to walk in that person's shoes and you want to spend as much time there until you feel like you really did a good job, like you're really empathizing with that person. Um, And if you're having a hard time, something that I find that's really easy is you take that person back to an age that is very easy for you to empathize. So maybe you have to take them back to a four-year-old or a two-year-old and Mm. try to figure out what their life was like that got them to make these, these bad decisions. And then you come to a place of love and forgiveness and compassion and you really want to feel that. And like this can take a long time like this. You could spend hours on, you know, one forgiveness with a person. And once you get to that place where you truly feel that love and that lightness, you know that you completed a forgiveness when you no longer have a visceral reaction to it. So if you can talk about the the story that happened to you without crying, without cringing, without feeling that weight on your chest, Mm. then you know that that forgiveness is complete. If you're still having those feelings, then that means there's more work to be done. And I know that sounds intense and impossible, um, but when you forgive someone, you don't have to talk to them ever again. You don't have to forgive them to their face. You don't have to condone their behavior. You don't have to say what they did was right. It's just getting to that that lightness. Um, and I've seen people do this, and it, 
again, it sounds wild, but I've seen people do this with people that have murdered their family, a family member of theirs, or that had raped them and these horrific incidences. Mm. So it's very possible. Um, but unless you get to that place of, for, of true forgiveness, it's going to follow you and it's going to follow you into your other relationships. Yeah. I, I, I think that's like a great perspective to give. I think, um, I think first of all, like we are not experts. We are just people trying to give our experiences to try and help someone through their own. And, and I don't have an experience that matches this one. Um, I, I appreciate you sharing Candace, you know, the way you've, you know, addressed these things and gone through them. And she's, and I, you know, that sound that to me, that's like a very meditative way to go. And that's, that's could be very helpful to people. Like I appreciate it. Mm. I, I, you know, she talks about how to like um, about how to think about this mentally and also think about it while being in a relationship. Um, I would assume, you know, I, I guess I, I don't want to make any assumptions, but when you go when you are ready to go to your boyfriend and talk to him through it, I'm you know, I would think he would understand. I would think he would be uh, a shoulder to cry on a shoulder to like, you know, an accepting boyfriend and not think of you differently. Like, and mm -hmm. she writes girl who should never get drunk around people. No, that's not. I, I, I disagree with that because you should be able to get drunk. You should be able to feel safe. You were with friends. You know, the, the, it is the, you know, the, it makes me angry to think that like now you can't get, have a good time with people that you trust. And I, and I think that's going to be the same way for your boyfriend where he's going to go. I just hate that you, you feel like you can't let loose again and mm -hmm. hopefully you get to that place. And I think your boyfriend won't think of this as like another man. It's, you know, it's not that way. To, I don't think, cause I wouldn't receive that information. I would receive that as, Oh fuck this dude. This is fucking awful. How can I help you? Right. How can I be how, And, and that's it, it. And again, like you're hearing me kind of stammer over words and it's because like, when you want to help, but also you don't want to be that person that's like doing things that are beyond you, you know, like you just want to be a receiver, you know, like where you're like, Hey, I'm here. I can help you where you need help. But I would say like call on your boyfriend for those moments, like call on him and, and let him know what you're going through and kind of walk through it with him. Maybe. And yeah. That's let, what your partner's for. Yeah. And let him mm -hmm. listen, let him be there for you. And I think I understand why she's afraid to tell the boyfriend, but I think she'll be happy to see how there for her he can be. Because if you're in a loving, long distance relationship, I'm sure he's going to want to come and see you right away. I'm sure he's going to mm -hmm. be like, fuck, I got to get there. You know, mm -hmm. like I would I would assume that. But again, I, I, I can't tell someone how to think of these things because I've never. But I appreciate Candace. Your your response is amazing. And, and thank you. Very helpful. The J Train Podcast is brought to you by Roman. Hey, listen, ED is a problem for most men. If there's a guy in your life that's dealing with it, Roman is a great solution. Also, it takes out the middleman, the idea of looking for someone to help you. It's online. It's easy to take care of ED with Roman. GetRoman.com slash J Train. Talk to a real healthcare professional who can prescribe real medication. It's simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your own home. That, that's a big deal because a lot of people give up at Google. 
They they Google, they go, I can't find it, and I don't trust them, so I'm out. No, 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 no. Roman is a great way. It makes it easy. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A U.S. licensed healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship to you with free two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. Get started is simple. It's simple to get started. Just go to GetRoman.com slash JTrain, GetRoman.com slash JTrain, and complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle, but now with there's Roman. Complete an online visit today to connect with a healthcare professional and take care of it. Go to GetRoman.com slash JTrain now. You'll get $15 off your first month. It's time to take care of your EED. Get started today and you'll save $15 on your first order. That's GetRoman.com slash JTrain. GetRoman.com slash JTrain. The JTrain podcast is brought to you by Hello Tushy. Do you have a butthole? Then this ass, this, this ass, this ad is for you, but this ass is for you. I love Hello Tushy. I love it so much because here's what it does. It saves you money. It makes you feel more comfortable. And it's a great addition to your home. So what are we talking about here? The future of toileting has arrived. You don't read the news on the paper anymore. So why would you wipe with it? The brand new Hello Tushy 3.0 Modern Bidet Attachment is here. It's stylish, eco-friendly, easy to install and affordable. Let me just tell you right now. You need this. It is a luxury at a fair price and something that will help you save money. But beyond saving money, save yourself from having to like deal with a chapped butt. You don't need that anymore. You don't need that anymore. And Hello Tushy is the solution to your problem. It turns your bathroom into a spa. It's amazing. It attaches to your existing toilet, requires no electricity or additional plumbing, and cuts toilet paper use by 80%. What People, stop it. Get it. You have to get it. I love it. I, I, I sit there. I, I'll sometimes just go to the bathroom and spray my tussie just without it having to go. Okay. If you're new to the revolution, joins millions of happy Hello Tushy customers right now. Have a clean butt with every flush. And here's the thing. It attaches to your existing toilet, requires no electricity or additional plumbing, and cuts toilet paper by 80%. I'm going to repeat myself on that because that's saving you money. Go to hellotushy.com slash JTrain to get 10% off. This is a special offer for you. Go to hellotushy.com slash JTrain for 10% off. That's hellotushy.com slash JTrain for 10% off and say hello to a clean butt. JTrain podcast at gmail.com. JTrain podcast at gmail.com. Here with Candace Horaback at Lovia Longtime. Chatting with Candace. That's the podcast. Let's do. Okay. This is a screenshot one. Okay. Let's do. Okay, ready? How to get in touch with a guy I met in the real world with no social media or phone number. This might be tough. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta, I guess you got to go to like the um, the classifieds, right? The, uh, the missed opportunities. Remember those? No? No, it's that. People used to put in the paper... It was called Missed Opportunities, right, Shelby? Do you know about these? 
Yeah, it's like uh, what do they call the the pina colada song? Oh, oh, oh. Okay. Mm -hmm. So it's like I saw you on the train. I was wearing this. We saw each other for a moment. Like, I guess back in the day, if you put that up, it was like really like less that can me to me that was the equivalent of like the DM slide. Like, hey, I think I saw you. So tonight I went to my friend's house to play board games with him and his boyfriend. His boyfriend ended up inviting his childhood friend who recently moved. Yeah, let's go. When uh, His boyfriend ended up inviting his childhood friend who recently moved to our city as well. The friend was hot and very fun to talk to. In our conversation, we realized that we live in the same apartment complex. Oh, okay. My plan was to go home, find his IG uh, from looking through my friend's boyfriend's followers and send him a DM. But I can't find him. I also searched him on Facebook. Didn't find him there. My DM slide plan is now ruined. What's the best way to show the interest of this guy without social media? Do I have to go through my friend and ask for his number? That feels higher stakes because other people would be involved and know my interest. Help. Candace, what do you think? Uh, yeah, just go through the friend. Don't make it yeah. overcomplicated. I understand when they say that would involve uh, other people and, and people would know my interest and it would be higher stakes. But like, how are you living? Yeah. So you know, like, so what? You know, like at what point, like what are medium stakes? You know, like what are small <laughs> stakes? Like getting turned down is as high as stakes no matter who it happens with and who they know. The mm -hmm. stakes are always high. So like you can't live your life you know, not feeling. Yeah, take that risk. Take the risk. Call the friend. And and listen, a good friend that you felt comfortable playing boy games with, you would go, would would be good to you throughout the whole process. And not and also, let me give you the best piece of advice. No one gives a shit about you. Everyone cares about themselves. Everyone cares about their embarrassment level, their thing. You go to the friend, hey, that guy was awesome and hot. Do you think I could get, could you let them know I'd love to go out with them? That could be even better because then you don't hear from them and it's over. Or you say, can I get their number? I'd love to see if they'd go out for a drink, right? Mm-hmm. Easy peasy. Easy peasy. You can just go. And and the idea of like, that feels higher stakes because other people may be involved and know my interests. Like, yeah, they know your interests. Like they, you know what? They knew your interests at the board game when you were laughing at all this guy's jokes that weren't funny. <laughs> Right, yeah, that energy travels. I'm sure people picked up on it. Jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. Jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. Okay, this one too long. Okay, let's do this one. Okay. Let's do, oh, we have a, no, let's do this one. Non-monogamous relationship versus friends with benefits. Okay. I've taken the past few months of dating apps reflecting on what I really want. I'm successful and career-driven, found relationships in my past draining emotionally and financially. I've never uh, wanted kids and I've been reflecting lately and decided that I don't want to get married either. I want my connections with different people, but it to be short, uh, but it be, but it, be it short or long-term, overlapping or not, I joined Tinder again a few days ago and I've been texting with this guy. Profile attached might be relevant. He's 35, I'm 34. I want to hear your opinion on our text exchange. 
I liked him and was open to discussion. Do you think he was rude and judgmental? To me, friends with benefits is going for drinks, dinner, then having sex without being involved in each other's day-to-day lives. I'm looking to be in a partnership supporting one another but not being together 24-7. Does that make sense or am I delusional and deserve to be spoken to this the way he did? Should I approach this differently in the future? Uh, the exchange started when he suggested meeting for drinks, our first date on Friday, and I told him I had plans that night. Okay, so I'm going to forward this to you. You ready? Yes. Okay. And she has them numbered. So she's looking for really not marriage, not sex, but kind of a friends with uh, friends with benefits situation. Okay. I will be, and it started on Friday. I told him I had plans that night when he tried to get a first date for drinks. I'm trying to find. Did you just send that over or was it? Just, in the- no, just send it over. This is a different one. Okay, let me see if it's loading. Okay, so you're starting. Which one are you starting with? The okay? Starting with number one. Where's one? Okay, I found it. Okay. So you be her, I'll be him. I'm the blue bubbles? Yes. Okay. I'm going for drinks on Friday. With friends or a date? A date. Awkward, LOL. Laughing emoji. Maybe see how Friday goes, then text me on a Saturday. I don't like dating multiple people or people who are dating multiple people. Okay, just to be upfront then, I have to say that I'm not looking for anything serious or monogamous. I'm not looking to hook up either. Having a connection first and enjoying other people's company without expectations. I've just downloaded Tinder when we first talked and I see I haven't met anyone. And I'm okay with just being friends too if you want. I enjoyed talking to you and I hope to know you better. But if that doesn't work for you, I respect that. So you're looking for friends? LOL. Nope, I'm looking for a non-monogamous relationship, but I can also make friends along the way. So friends with benefits, thinking face emoji. Hmm, more meaningful than that. It's weird, I know. I've just learned about this concept myself. But it makes sense. You can't ask one person to be your everything. It's asking too much. And it puts pressure on future expectations. Friends with benefits was invented by men so they can fuck around and not accept any consequences. It just hurts people in the end. Boy, these people are coming with hard and fast opinions. Okay. (laughs) It's not friends with benefits. Non-monogamy is a scam. It's dating but with openness to others. And hugely dangerous, STI-wise. Now this guy's going to moral high grounds. I'm not sleeping around. This is normal thinking for a 22-year-old. You're 34 and already have two cats. Oh, my God. Talk about judgy. Oh, yeah. I don't see the two cats part. No, I I guess that was on her profile. (laughs) Laughing emoji. It's Wait, am I? She's singing again. You're good. Yeah. Yeah, She she took that as a joke. It's not friends with benefits. Someone always gets hurt. Because people don't set the expectations and define the relationship. Let's discuss over drinks. Exactly. And you don't know what your parameters even are yet. What are the parameters? Your definition of multiple open relationships. What is your medical opinion of healthy pregnancy age range? 25 to 35? What? 
What? I, I feel like we're missing something. Something like that. Why? I'm looking to settle down. You're looking to explore. Good luck with that. But I have no interest now. Dating is exploring. Sorry, I have to. Sorry to hear that. Tinder's not all that safe. So make sure you know what you're doing when you meet all these dudes. I mean, I think it could have ended at good luck with that. I have no interest now. And it would have been fine. It was just two people that like obviously aren't the connection. To me, he went too far at Tinder is not all that safe. I mean, he had gone, it was going towards too far already, but Tinder's not that safe. Like, okay, she's an adult woman. She can figure that out on her own, right? Uh, yes and no. You would be really surprised at how a lot of people behave on these dating apps. Um, I know some girlfriends of mine that have gone to meet a guy and like just went to their house without knowing them. Like these are things you yeah. don't do. But I mean, does it, but does this person have the right to tell this person that they've never met? Tinder's not all that safe. Make sure you know what you're doing when you meet all these dudes after she just kind of opened up that she's looking for like, you know, like her own version of friends with benefits. Well, first, I I don't think she knows what she wants, to be honest. So what yeah. she's what she's describing in her expectations, I don't know that a lot of people would go for. So um I have the benefit of having friends with all sorts of abnormal relationships or atypical sure. relationships. So it sounds like she kind of wants a poly, like she, this isn't an open relationship at all. This is like a poly relationship. So there's a difference between an open relationship and a poly relationship. Mm. So she wants to have full-blown multiple relationships, which is fine if that's what you want to do. Yeah. But she also doesn't want any expectations or commitment. So when it comes to even poly relationships, there's still expectations and commitment. Um, it's just with multiple people. So to me, it sounds like all she wants is friends with benefits. And if again, that's also fine, live your life. But if that's all you want, you want, you can't get mad at someone if they don't want to put that investment into you, whether it's drinks or dinner, because that is an investment um, sure. or time. So if this guy, I mean, he brings up a valid point because he asks about um, healthy pregnancy range and this is still true. Science is not that far into the future. And if he wants kids, I think that's very great that he was upfront about that. And he said it's not realistic for his timeline. Um, I think more Let people need to know what they want out of a relationship. And that's a very real factor to consider. Sure. I, I agree with everything you're saying. I think it's like, again, like it's it's hard because on these apps, you're meeting people you've never met before and mm -hmm. you're not even meeting. You're, you have the screens in between you. So <laughs> The idea that, first of all, oh, let's go through the rest of the conversation because even the way it starts is a little weird to me. Yeah. But uh, Tinder is not all that safe. Make sure you know what you're doing when you meet all these dudes. He, but, and again, it's hard because everything's in text. So I don't want to assume the worst out of this guy. Like he could have just been trying to make sure because she is, you know, making it sound like she's just meeting up with people without any like reference or. A lot of people just don't know. You would be surprised at how how ignorant a lot of people go throughout the world to, to like safety and things like that. So oh, totally. And but it, to me, that like doesn't feel like someone who's saying that for her best interest. It feels like he's saying that to me when you read that. Like, I mean, let's go through the rest of the conversation. Okay. I mean, she what is how does she respond to that? We're just having a conversation here. You're passing judgment without knowing me or giving me a chance. It's harsh. It's just my opinion. You don't have to be affected by it. I've made myself clear on the issue and saved us both time. Good night. Okay, good night. And like, for, me, I, for me, 
she's seeking validation from a complete stranger too though totally. so i mean that to me that says she's not a hundred percent okay with what she's doing or maybe she doesn't understand it because like she said it's new you shouldn't really be affected or surprised that someone thinks that this is a radical way to live your life i should know um i yeah. don't get mad every time someone tells me that my marriage is a sham or my lifestyle is a sham like they're entitled to that and i don't have to defend it because i'm okay with my decision so i'm not crazy about her trying to get the validation from a complete stranger especially mm -hmm. one that just already said hey this isn't for me i'm not into it they both should have just stopped there right like why totally continue? I I think this conversation has two people trying to make a point right. and that's not a way to get to know somebody. Like right. I, I agree. I agree with you that they're both in somewhat of the, it's a, it feels like a dick swinging competition. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, I'm doing this. So, and I think my advice to her, since she's the emailer, she's the only one we can speak to. To me, when you tell people on a dating app, maybe we could just be friends that's a little offensive to people because yeah. it does feel like a time waste. You're on a dating app where if it doesn't work out, you're let's assume you're not going to be friends. Let's right. assume that it is in the tail ends of life, in the bell curve, and the averages of all relationships ending in the center of the bell curve, it's we never see each other again. And then as you go out, it's you see each other on Instagram stories, social media. And then that little 1% on the tail ends is you guys become best friends forever. So when you say to someone who you've never been on a drink with, hey, I'm looking for something that's a little bit like friends with benefits. It's a little different. It's a little not for everybody, but we could be friends. So let's just explore it. He takes that as you're trying to waste my time. And that's why he's getting defensive, which he definitely is being defensive. Mm hmm. So I see both sides of this where I'm like, he is one of those people that you see like, yeah, he's getting personally offended that uh, someone he thought he was going to go on a date with, someone he found attractive, isn't really going along with how he sees this should go along. She is getting offended because he's not really answering her in the way she wants to be answered or not really getting like, oh, maybe I will give it a try. He's like, no, this ain't for me. It's okay for you two not to meet. I think it starts at though, and and let's just do that date. Maybe we're just friends. It's like no, 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 no. That's not what we're going. That's not why he's here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think it's just being more clear about what she wants. I think, um, in my opinion, what she's looking for is friends with benefits, like multiple friends with benefits. So I would sure. lead with that. Um, again, it's but not how Holly. How would you say, like, like, would you let a first date happen before you got this honest? Like, to me, like, even letting this person know, like, I agree. I think you have to communicate it. But, like, when she says, I'm going on another date with another guy, like, right off the bat, he's like, what are you doing Friday? And she's like, date with another guy. That's, like, I think That's it's, harsh. like, uh, it's a little harsh. And it's also, like, did you even, like, you're when you're doing that with someone, you're basically telling him, I'm definitely going to be seeing a lot of people while I'm seeing you. And it's like, I think people already assume that when they're on a dating app in the beginning. Yeah, there's no commitment, especially up front, right? Everyone's kind of testing the waters and they're just trying to find their person or people um, in some cases. Mm -hmm. But I think she shouldn't have led with that or even they haven't even dated or gone on a date. So I think once you're on the first date, I do think it's important to be upfront if that's what your um, what your goal is and that's what you're looking for, because you don't want someone to over invest their time either if it's just not a good fit. But yeah, yeah, wait till you're in person. 
I mean, she didn't even give herself a chance to not like him on the date. Like right. she basically, like she could have, you could have gone on the first date and been like, oh, he's not going to be one of my friends with benefits. Yeah. But you didn't even allow for that to even be a chance. And to me, that kind of says that you don't trust yourself to give yourself that opportunity. Maybe you don't trust, just like you said, like it doesn't seem like she knows exactly what she wants. So she's putting it in the the hands of the people she's seeing uh, uh, for them to agree to it first. And then we'll get to that. Mm-hmm. J train podcast at gmail.com J train podcast at gmail.com Candace Horback. This is fantastic. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Yeah. I sent you the other screenshot one, but we're out of time and it's just that that was so good. And we got the screenshot in. So thank you. I want everyone to go follow you at Lovia long time. The podcast is called chatting with Candace. You can find it chat chatting with Candace.com. Shelby, thank you for coming on the ones and twos at Classic Shelby on all platforms. Thank you. Awesome. And I'm Jared Fried. We're here every Monday and Thursday. We'll be back next episode. Boom.